Okay, thank you. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, this is uh, my uh, last class here at Way Mountain until I travel a little bit and I'll be back. So I'm glad to have you here. Uh, anyone has any uh, final questions for me before I go? No? No questions at all? Yes, sir, five. Uh, good morning, Master. I had, a, I had a question about listening to the Vajra Sutras from a long time ago, 2012. Mm, not uh, long ago. <laughs> and then um, mm -hmm. one was uh, about ending birth and death. Mm -hmm. And then I thought that ending birth and death was um, ending the like the reincarnation of, let's say, birth, if you come back to the world again, not birth as in having children. So then ending death was also... If you reach a higher level and you can choose where you want to go in the next life. Yes. So, mm -hmm. so is there a question? Um, so what is ending birth and death? Is it... Like okay. What exactly is it in simple terms? Okay, very good. What's ending birth and death? Why? This guy asks really practical questions that uh, no trans student asks. Okay, anyone would like to have a stab at it? Master Z, what's ending birth and death? Oh, he's busy, sorry. Anyone else, what's ending birth and death? Hmm? What's that, what's ending birth and death? Hmm. Okay. Let me take it um, bit by bit for you. When you uh, learn meditation, uh, in particular meditation, but Buddhism in general, uh, there is this concept of uh, ending birth and death, or uh, uh, to leave suffering and attain bliss. Okay? Mm. So those are related concepts. So, as well as leaving the wheel of reincarnation, getting out of the wheel of reincarnation, they're all connected depending on which angle you're talking about. Okay, first of all, let's take, for example, let me expand the concept a little bit, the question a little bit. Leave suffering or separate from suffering and attain bliss. Okay, that's fundamental. Hmm. Meaning that most people, most ordinary people, they're experiencing suffering. And there's not much they can do about it. Actually, when they, all they're doing is when they experience suffering, they hate it, they run away from suffering, then they uh, seek pleasure as to compensate for the suffering. Anyone? I do that. When I suffer too much, I eat and drink. You know? That's according to Jew too. Anyway, so that's a typical reaction of people when they, are when they suffer. They compensate by seeking pleasure. Okay? Now, what they... Uh, what they are afraid, then what they're not willing to admit or to face is the fact that when you have to seek for pleasure, what is that exactly? It is suffering right there, isn't it? Because you're seeking. You feel compelled to seek. So they don't understand that if the root cause of your endeavor is suffering, what are you going to get? Suffering in the end. No? It's not, it doesn't make sense to you? 
not clear to you? You know, if you are, you know, if you, you, the, the, the fact of seeking pleasure is driven by suffering. Okay? And therefore, hmm, uh, the root of that endeavor is suffering. Therefore, whatever you do from that endeavor, or that undertaking, that attempt that's motivated, that's driven by suffering, will end up as more as another form of suffering for you. Is it too subtle, too abstract? It's like, it's like, it's like a tree. Mm. You plant the roots. You have the, you have the roots. The roots are based on suffering. Now the tree will bear fruits of suffering, if you will. Yes or no? Okay, so it's too subtle. Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, so ordinary people, when they try to get away from suffering, okay, uh, they really are creating the attempt of trying to get away from suffering. They actually are creating more suffering for themselves. That's what I'm trying to get at. I don't care how you, how you want to explain it, but ultimately, that's what it boils down to. Ordinary people, they suffer a lot, so they seek pleasure, and so, so that act of seeking pleasure right, right there ends up adding more suffering to them. The pleasure would tend to be temporary, but the suffering underlying that pleasure. Okay? Whereas in Buddhism, especially in Buddhism, when we teach you uh, the, the need to get away from suffering, leave suffering, separate from yourself from suffering, and attain bliss, there's actually clear separation, to separate from suffering. And then te is actually to attain something entirely different. So that's Buddhism, if you will. Or that's spiritual pursuits in general, if you will. Buddhism, we do a little bit better. The te the attained bliss, is a lot better than non-Buddhist spiritual practices. But this, so... Ordinary people, I don't care whatever you, whatever, whatever ethnicity, age group, or whatever, okay? Uh, when you are faced with suffering uh, and you try to attain bliss, okay, uh, you need to turn to spirituality, okay? You need to turn, for example, to Tai Chi, to Qigong, to Taoism, whatever, Hinduism, yoga, and so forth, okay? That's the spiritual. They work at the mind. And when they attain bliss, all right? That's what uh, the nature of Chan is. Okay? When you practice Chan, a spiritual practice, you will separate yourself from suffering and you will attain bliss. The only difference between Chan and the other practices, including Hinayana, uh, meditation, vipassana, whatever they want to call it, and Tibetan, whatever they call, want to call themselves, okay? Uh, the Chan, uh, the, attain, the bliss attained through Chan is far bigger, far more intense than any other practices, bar none. Yes, six. Good morning, Master. Um, we have some comments on YouTube? Yes. From Spook Waters. Good afternoon, Master and fellow students from Lake Murray, South Carolina, USA. Hey, South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> family, it's family. Will anyone, will anyone be teaching in your place on this schedule? I appreciate you and your style of teaching your Q&A, humor, and investigating together. Okay, will anyone be practicing in my place? I'm afraid I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> That's true, Master. <laughs> uh, but you can tune in to, uh, uh, we have, for example, Master Z, who's actually 
uh, will be filling in, won't you, Master Z? See, he conveniently disappears. Uh, he'll be, he'll be uh, substituting for me on, for the Chan classes. It's been decided since it's been requested from South Carolina. So we will, on Saturday morning, Master Z will be sitting with you and speaking Dharma for you. How is that? Okay? Yeah. Very good. Thank you for asking. Next. That's it? Okay. So, again, so think about the concept of Li Gu Te Le is fundamental. It doesn't matter what practices you do, whoever you are, okay? If you're bothered by suffering, uh, there's a way to separate it, and the knowledge is that you need to go spiritual. This is why spiritual practices are such an important part of life, because it brings balance to your life. Please keep that in mind, okay? Mm -hmm. The people who said, I have money, I am busy on weekend, I'm, I, you know, instead of wasting my time, uh, I'd rather go to work, make money, or get a second job, or go enjoy myself. All, all those, okay, all those are actually not as beneficial to your spirits as engaging in some sort of spiritual practices, Okay? That's very important. That's a fundamental part of life. And unfortunately, your parents never taught you that because your parents didn't know better. So it's important that I stress it to you so that in the future, you make sure you teach your children that. It's so important for them to have balance in their life. Yes, three. Good morning, Master. I always thought that to cope with suffering, you learn suffering that you can endure. And as you endure suffering in life, it doesn't become as uh, terrible of an ordeal. Uh, You're no longer frightened of it. Uh, you can cope with it. You can keep your patience, and you have less anger towards being suffering. So that's basically the way I've learned to cope with suffering. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's called spiritual practice. That's our style of spiritual practice. It is that you you're describing our style of of uh, Chan practice, which is uh, which is uh, which will help you create more bliss and end your suffering faster, better, and uh, help you be become happier or suffer less. Okay, yeah. So we not we not so stuck in terms of Chan training. We're not so stuck on words. That's why these sessions are very, very important. Uh, the, the Dharma talks, and that people don't realize the importance of Dharma talks, is that, um, is that um, it helps you understand why you're doing this. That's point number one. We have a chance for you to ask questions so that I can elaborate for you. Okay? Uh, and you can add to everyone's knowledge and you know, everyone experience by sharing your own your own experience, so that all our practices are more complete, are richer in general. Okay, uh, that's number one. Also, number two, uh, for your reference, is that I came from my Chinese master's temples, and I did this with them, and. And uh, so we would sit for an hour, and then they would play Master Shenhua's tapes for 20, you know, uh, have a 20 minute of talk. We increased to one hour. That's a big difference, okay? And, and when I was there, I went through the whole training, the whole process. I realized that I was not making progress at all because the Dharma is for Chinese 
background people. And I was too westernized by my education. So it didn't click with me at all. So it didn't work. That's the problem I had with it. So that's why eventually I stressed the fact that, you know, he, he taught the fundamentals of Chan meditation by elaborated for you. So these instructional talks are very, very important. And finally, they give me a chance to teach the advanced students on the certain teaching which my, which my master did not. Certain teaching meaning uh, that I have to tell you, outside of the teaching, meaning outside of sutras, outside of Tripitaka, all the Buddhist scriptures, is to transmit to BA is separately. And, and then the Chinese understand Chuan separately is meaning separately from the sutras, from the scriptures. Actually, separately there is a secret of Chan. Separately means that it's individually. Chan is individual transmission. So that's why this has to come from my mouth to you individually. I sound like this, but actually it's directed at some of you. Okay? The words are directed some, at some, uh, and the messages are, are often directed at some of you. Okay? That's why BH1 is separately transmitted. Yes, six. We have a question, <clears throat> excuse me, from Spook Waters. Last night, you were talking about vipassana not being practiced by itself. Can you please re-explain that so I can better understand? Thank you. Very good. See, these people are so uh, persistent. That's excellent. You are, you, if you have anything that's not clear, anything that bothers you, Free, free to ask. I try to go at it until you're satisfied. Deal? Because people are different levels. When I see people and I say, okay, I will not waste uh, this person's time here by talking about this. But then there are people online and I'm not addressing their needs. Therefore, feel free to, to uh, ask for further clarifications. All right? And actually, don't worry, we be, I'll be wasting people's time at all. I try to save people's time. And when you ask me a question, I will, my answer will include, try to include everyone. Okay? Mm. All right. So what is vipassana? Uh, this cannot be practiced by itself. Uh, I didn't make myself clear. I'm glad this, uh, this uh, South Carolina person is, uh, was listening and paying attention. Mm. That's excellent. In meditation, the first thing you do is to guan. Uh, that the the general, the general uh, meditation in general doesn't matter which generate which uh, meditation practices you do, uh, whether it's Hinayana, whether it's Buddhist, whether it's non-Buddhist. You still have to go through two processes. To guan, meaning that you to is to stop. Guan is to contemplate. So. Uh, vipassana is to contemplate. So that's from the Buddhist uh, teaching, that sutra that is the Bible for uh, Buddhist uh, Chan meditation is called, called the Shurangama Sutra. It explains it clearly. So true is you have to stop your thoughts, meaning you stop your mad mind, your constant thinking, you have to stop it. Okay? When that moment that you're able to stop your thought, meaning no more thought arises. And this is still within a realm of, of uh, Malcolm's original question. So, okay, so it, it's another aspect of it. So you, when you, true, when you stop, okay, when you stop you thinking, then you are able to contemplate. Here's what it really means, true, Guan, that the Chinese didn't explain, okay, uh, that clearly. Two, one is that to stop thoughts, meaning that you have, you keep on thinking, right? You have one thought after another, after another, after another, right? Uh, so to stop thoughts, meaning that 
you have you no longer arouse allow thoughts to arise. You stop the thoughts. Okay, meaning that you say, let me concentrate. Let me recite the Buddha's name only. For example, let me recite a mantra only. That only there is stopping. Meaning that you recite Amitabha, you recite Yao Shi Ru Lai, you recite Om Mani Padme Hum. Okay, uh, only that is called stopping. Is it clear? You develop the skills. We are training you through Chan to own, to focus on one thought. It's called single-mindedness. It's also called stopping. Further thoughts. Isn't it beautiful. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked because unless you ask, I will not. I will, won't have a chance to explain to you. Dice it differently for you, okay? So, so the stopping is very important. Your mind jumps from one thought to the next to the next. Doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter how well educated you are. How stupid you are. You still jump from thought to thought to thought. Yes, that's our nature. That's the nature of confusion. So, Chan meditation or spiritual practices are designed to help you. In Buddhism, we spell it out for you. The non-Buddhist practices, they teach you things, but they don't explain as clearly as we do because we go a lot further. Okay? You, you can achieve much bigger results. So you stop your thoughts, meaning you start one thought and you don't allow another thought to arise. That's called stopping. Is that clear? That's Stopping or samatha. Okay? And once you stop, when you're able to stop further thoughts, then you can really contemplate. Contemplation requires you to stop the thoughts. So if vipassana says, I will learn only vipassana, I teach you about vipassana, they're assuming, they're, they're assuming that they're not, they say, I only teach you vipassana, meaning the contemplation side. Okay? Then they don't have the technology to help you stop your thoughts. So their technology in stopping thoughts is so much more rudimentary, is so much more elementary, if you will, and ours. Ours, we separate them for stopping to, for stopping or samatha in Sanskrit is that we have plethora, plethora of, of techniques that will help you stop so effectively depending on who you are, your makeup, your education, your inclinations, the, the time of the year, uh, the time of the day, uh, the environment. We have so many techniques because we so experience. We excel at teaching people how to stop. Okay? So if you only say, I stop, and you don't contemplate, then your stopping is actually very, has limited benefits to you. Similarly, people mistakenly think that they go and they meditate, and after meditation, they stand up and leave. Then they're not learning about contemplation, they're not learning about techniques. You see? That's why meditation we teach is very complete. We teach you how to do it, then we elaborate on that in order to help you contemplate better in the end. Okay, so Chan meditation has Jiu Quan, is that you have to stop your thoughts and you then contemplate on the topic investigation that is how you unfold your wisdom. Vipassana basically is simply contemplation. So they said, I will contemplate, for example, metta uh, uh, meditation. They said, I will contemplate kindness 
uh, kindness meditation, kindness and compassion meditation. So they come, they, they sit there and they, they think, I, I want to send thoughts of compassion to the Catholics. I want to send thoughts of compassion to my enemies. It turns out I have a new one, a new neighbor moved in and brought a dog with it. Okay, uh, that's too much. Okay, I hate it. The dog is out of control. Uh, uh, so I'm going to send thoughts of kindness and compassion to the dog. Okay, and now my dear other neighbor who has a cocorico, I mean uh, uh, a chicken, uh, a rooster, who, who, who wakes me up at five in the morning. I hate that. I feel like shooting it. Using it for target practice, I will, instead of doing that, I will contemplate kindness and compassion and send kindness and compassion to both my neighbor, which I also hate her guts as well, uh, and her hen, her rooster. So what they do is they, they contemplate those things. And what they don't realize is that if you do that prematurely, you are actually failing to stop. Therefore, your contemplation is off. Won't get very far. So the Chan technique is that you have to stop before you can contemplate. I hope it helps. Okay? If it's not clear, ask me again. Okay. DTT, question. Uh, Master, um, what exactly, uh, can you better explain contemplation? Is there a difference between contemplation and huato? Huato is a form of contemplation. Okay. Well, contemplation basically says, uh, it says uh, be you, because you're able to stop your thoughts, then the process of stopping the thoughts and only focusing on one thought right there is called contemplation. All right, and that's, that's how you open wisdom. That's how you end suffering. Better. All right, so let's go back to, to, uh, to the original question. Okay, uh, I explained to you that all spirit practices are necessary for your well-being because it restores balance to you because it helps you cope better with your suffering and bring you the bliss. The bliss comes from samadhi. Okay, when you enter samadhi, you experience bliss. It happens naturally without you having to seek for it. Therefore, it's not based on suffering. We will not create more suffering, actually end suffering. Is it clear? If you seek pleasure, then you're adding to your suffering, ultimately. When you, when you attain bliss, you actually end your suffering. All right? How about ending birth and death? Ultimately, in order to, for you to end suffering forever, you have to end birth and death. That's a fundamental concept. Okay? As long as you still have a thought arising, that is called birth. Okay? Birth and death is not simply you being born, uh, like uh, you make a baby, a baby being, being born, that's birth, and a person dying, that's death, okay? Uh, that is birth and death, meaning the, you revolve in the wheel reincarnation. However, okay, that is the observable aspect of your life, of existence, where we born and we die. We born and we die. We born, we die incessantly. Okay? And that involves a lot of suffering. Every time we born, there's a lot of suffering, birth uh, kind of pain. 
pain of suffering. When we die, eventually we die, we have the death of suffering. It's suffering of death, all right? And therefore, therefore, we know that from beginning, uh, there's birth, there's suffering. In the end, there's suffering on death as well, okay? Then it's not desirable. So we should try to end this cycle of suffering. Is that clear? That's called the wheel reincarnation. You're born and you die. You're born or die. You, know, you revolve in this wheel. You take on different forms of bodies. Sometimes you're a man. Sometimes you're a woman. Sometimes you are a ghost. Sometimes you're a god. Sometimes you are an asura and so forth. Okay? We change forms. We change bodies. That's according to Buddhist wisdom because these people, they meditate and they see these things happen. These people changing, people dying, being born to the heaven, people dying, going down to the hells and so forth. They see it with their own spiritual eyes. All right? So they share it with us. Okay? So ultimately, we try to end this cycle of suffering that we are, uh, that are uh, keeping us uh, imprisoned in this cycle of suffering. Yes, six. Um, I have some comments here. Um, I think one related to what you're talking about right now, Master. Uh, again, spooky waters. I think death is that place where no affliction arises, a very peaceful place. Not really. Mm, it's a lot more than that. It's a wrong concept. So, scrap that. It's wrong. Okay? Uh, you learn more as you go along. There's no need to hang on to those, those um, uh, er- erroneous um, ideas. Just throw them out. Yes, six. Okay, I have um, comments from Christopher Goldforest, I think, GF. The practice of reciting the heart of the Shurangama mantra, Dazuto, can help accomplish samadhi. This practice has three sets of mudras and true words for setting up this platform of the mudras. Yes. Can lay people do this practice or does it need to be transmitted first? The Shurangama mantra should be transmitted first. And part of the practice, if you recite the Shrangma Mantra once, that platform is erected automatically. Okay? So you could, you can erect it, you can, uh, you can set it up through, uh, by reciting the th- those three mantras, uh, which is meaning that the first time you recite the Shrangma Mantra whole, you will... Uh, you will get more blessings. But you didn't set up the, uh, the boundaries, okay, uh, the platform, then after one recitation, the platform is created automatically. So I wouldn't worry about it. Okay? Mm. Uh, all right. And so, uh, so the objective is that you know, this existence and the existence of suffering, and we are caught in that will reincarnation. So if you are tired of it, uh, if you look at your body and say, I'm tired of my sick body, I'm tired of my old age, I'm tired of my sicknesses, okay? Uh, I'm tired of my being unhappy all the time. That is all the suffering there that's involved, okay? And, And it's because of your birth and your death, okay? And the presence uh, the existence of the birth and death is because of your ego. Okay? Ultimately, it's your ego. Mm. So you want to end birth and death, uh, then um, the fundamental way to end birth and death is to, to stop thinking. His birth here refers not simply your body. You know that you know how you're born? Because you decided to go join your dad and mom. 
the thought arises, you there, okay? The thought arises, ah, that's going to be my dad and mom. Well, you, that mom are doing lao tao in Vietnamese. I don't know what's English for that. <laughs> okay? When your dad and mom are, you know, doing the dad and mom thing, okay? And in that precise moment, somewhere in the universe, you said, ah, I, wanna, I want them. I want to be with them. And that thought right there uh, is the reason for you to be reborn as their child. You see? So ultimately, your birth is driven by that thought of yours. Is I want to go there. It is so precise in Buddhism. Okay? Bao Bao decided that he, he wanted you to be his mom. That's why he said, oh, he's so lovely. He likes me. He loves me. How adorable. He has five. Oh, Master, I've never heard this one before. So that means, <laughs> uh, that means like somebody's a ghost in the galaxy or something and say, hey, I want that to be my mom and dad. No, there's, there's after you die, there's a, there's a period of time, the 49 days, when you sit there and you wait and wait and wait and wait. Until, until the right time, you say, ah, ah, I don't, you know, I can go there. Or someone sends you there, if you will. So it's all predicated upon that one thought, go there. All right? You know, interesting? So that's why, that's why your birth is actually based on the thought from yours is, I wouldn't mind. They seem like nice folks. Why? Oh, you women are, oh, really, really? Is it how he came to me? <laughs> yeah, he likes you. Yes? What about somebody else that said, is King Yama or somebody around you in a cave, like a 49-day, you're in a cave or something? Or? During the 49-day, you are in a state called intermediary, skan, intermediate skanda body, which is basically a ghost. You're basically a ghost. You have no body. You just have this uh, essence, this, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, energy or this spirit. Okay, and it's waiting there in suspension. It's waiting to be assigned a body. All right? Anyone else? And that's why, that's why your birth is, uh, is based on that thought, and therefore, if you want to end birth, you have to stop all thoughts then there's no more suffering. If you are able through your child practice to stop thinking, stop all your thoughts, then you have no more births. You control your own destiny. You go wherever you want to go. Hmm? Does it make sense? Yeah. Because what happens is that is that is that before you take on the next body, you have to say, I wouldn't mind going there. Hmm? Oh, yes, it's okay. okay. And that's how you're born there. And therefore, now you're alive. What you do is that you practice Chan, you practice Buddhism in order to learn to control your thoughts and allow no thoughts to arise. That's to end the birth of thoughts which will result in the birth of the body. Isn't that interesting? That's a secret that the Buddhists know. We have the proven technology that has been around for longer than people can remember on how to do that. 
ES5. Thank you, Master. And one of the ways for you old people who says, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I can end my birth and death. I don't like crossing my legs. I don't like the, the intensity or the hardship involved in a time training. Then you old people have another option is go to the PLN where you will end up stopping your birth and death in the PLN under the guidance of Amitabha Buddhas. Okay? And you won't suffer in the pure land at all. So that's another way. It's not expedient that the Buddhists also have in order to end birth and death. You don't end it now, but you end it next lifetime. With the Buddha's help and guidance. Here is no Buddha, and that's why it's harder. Yes, five. Thank you, Master. Um, I guess I have two questions. One is... Um, the thoughts of suffering, they don't count as thoughts, right? That's the thought. Well, what I mean is like the pain in the legs, right? Like I'm not thinking about it. It's just arising within me. So I'm, that's not, doesn't count as a thought. That's why I should be. It doesn't count as a thought? What do you mean? The thought arises, oop, my legs are in pain. Where does it come from? The sensation, I guess. No, it's from your mind. Uh-huh. Mind says... The nerve endings right there is the, oh, the, the, uh, the knees are hurting, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the mind says, oh, my knees are hurting. It, it's created from your mind. It's a thought. How would you know it's pain unless it's a thought? Because mm. I, I, I guess that goes to my second question, which is this, this notion of stopping. Um, so like two days ago, I had a really bad day. And like for the first time in a long time, I like I just felt so overwhelmed that like my body froze, and and I was just like, "What's happening? What's happening?" And so I started trying to say Amitofo, and then um, and it was just uh, it was so difficult. It was like the voice was so small in comparison to the overwhelming suffering. And so in those situations, like how do we bring about these like thoughts that escape the whole? the whole overwhelming sensation of everything else. And you build, build up the strength so that you can stop, you can, you can uh, overpower those obstructions. You can't because they're stronger than you. So that should help you motivate to motivate you to work harder. Okay, we all build up our strength. We all have to. And it's all those moments, all those obstructions, all those uh, times that we fail actually motivate us, can serve, can help mo- to motivate us to work harder or find other ways to become stronger. Okay? Uh, ordinary people don't know that. Ordinary people... When the body is sick, they say, my body is sick, I'm dying. They are perfectly uh, content with accepting uh, what happens to them instead of fighting. That's what I'm trying to teach my disciples. When you are sick, when you're not happy, okay? when you're under attack, stop being a victim. Fight. You're learning, you're developing skills, you're learning, you're acquiring tools to help you fight during those moments. That's how you become better because they have to come to stop you in order for you uh, to learn to mobilize more resources to overcome the obstructions. That's part of the process. It'd be smooth. You, work, you practice and you have no, no challenges, you have no obstruction, you have no failures. There's no need for you to improve at all. Yes, go first. Hello, Master Amitofo. Uh, you said that we need to get the Surangama Mantra transmitted, or is it fine if we recite it sometimes? 
Well, the, the fact that you're, you are, you are, um, been, you've been practicing with us, that's an automatic transmission for you, if you will. Okay? We simplify things. Uh, usually, uh, the temples, I hate to say this, the temples, we make a big deal. We say, we, we, we organize today or in two weekends. Uh, in two weeks, we will uh, officially have a transmission or a shranga or a mantra. And so everyone should come and receive transmission. Uh, we hope that you give some donations. You know, we make a big deal out of it. I'm lazy. I'm used to being poor, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, so so that's why we simplify it. We just simply, you know, instead of making it a big deal, uh, like ah, I need to transmit it to you before you can practice uh, you know, those particular things, then uh, we give you automatic transmission already. There's some exceptions, of course. The hands and eyes have to be transmitted to you. It's a different. Because for hands and eyes practices, we need to send you Dharma protectors. You can steal it from us, but you will not get very far. That's why I'm very lax nowadays. People try to steal the hands and eyes from me. It's my hands and eyes, not Masha Srinivas or other people's. Okay? Uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, I didn't know. I used to be very, very, uh, uh, very uh, nervous about people stealing that Dharma from us. Okay, and getting in trouble. But now I'm finding out I can't help it. People find ways, to, if they want it, they find ways to steal it. So I'm, I now explain to people that you can steal all you want, but you will not get very far. You won't. Why not? Because I need to send you my Dharma protectors. If I don't send you my Dharma protectors, it's nothing. Not much you can do with it. Not much. Yes, six. Thank you, Master. I have a, a question, a request from Cordelia. Uh, she says, Master, um, you mentioned um, some time ago about having some big news and little news, but you didn't have time to talk about it last week. So I'm wondering, um, could you talk about it before you go to Korea? Uh, I forgot about the big news. Uh, I don't know why I call it big and, and small. It's sort of so discriminatory. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, last weekend, uh, I ran out of time because I wanted to bring them up, but uh, people started uh, asking questions, so I couldn't, I couldn't find the time. And after I walked away, I forgot what I wanted to say. Uh, the small news is one of my disciples uh, improved. Uh, it's a big deal for most temples. Uh, so that's what I call small news. Okay, it's a big deal, especially for your generation. Uh, um, that means that mm, you, we have, you have among you another Sangan who's, uh, of course, we also have lay people who are, who, who are enlightened as well. Another Sangan who's at a higher level of wisdom, therefore, down the road, they will continue to in, improve and get better, and therefore, uh, therefore, you have more and more people you can learn from. Okay, more and more people can guide you than simply just me. Okay, pretty soon I look at you and say, "Who are you again?" Eh? <laughs> uh, and so now you have these young replacement groups who are there, who are being trained, who are getting better and better and better. So, uh, and that's uh, uh, not just one person, but actually uh, a few people. And that's why I, again, last night I decided uh, no more celebration because I'm tired of, uh, <laughs> it's getting expensive. <laughs> and and uh, fattening for me personally, so I said, no more celebrations. Just be the only ce celebrations I certify you. That's it. Okay, uh, so that's the small news. Except when you reach uh, 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 eighth or higher, then we celebrate. How's that? Okay, yeah. then I can brag. <laughs> 
<laughs> Master Chirino only has right now. What does he have? He only has small. So that's why I set new standards. I want big. Um, it compensates for my being short, you know. <laughs> okay, everyone, anyone, anything else? Hmm? I'm so impressed. You are so, you are so talented. You, you are improving uh, regularly, and some of you faster than others, uh, and uh, well, that's a normal. Uh, you figure it out. I make the announcement so that you can watch others, watch among yourselves, and, and uh, learn why it's happening. And one thing that uh, a couple of things you may want to pay attention to. Number one, uh, you earn it. In our system, you have to earn it. It's not going to be given to you. You have to do something right. Hmm? You earn it. Uh, you work hard. You You create great merit. Whatever it takes to create, create great merit, you have to do it. Okay? I, am, I have to do it myself. I'm not exempt from that. We all have to do it. And number two, uh, don't, think, uh, don't think that you, you're special and that you master will give me special treatment and you plot and scheme to get me to like you more and give you special favor. It's not going to happen. Okay? Uh, uh, don't, and, and so there's one thing that we, a weakness we have in our system is that people fall prey to jealousy because I talk about it. This person has made it. That person made it. She made it too. And the rest is going to agree with envy. Oh my God, why not me? Why not me? That jealousy there, that's stopping you from making progress. That's why uh, we teach you in the morning ceremony, uh, Rejoice in others' merit and virtue instead of being jealous. Similarly, Master Six Patriarch, I'm being blunt right now, has been teaching about repentance and reform. And one of the major three things he talked about is jealousy. Okay? Arrogance and jealousy. Don't do that because that will stop you from further progress. That's a mistake. I don't know why Master Shenyuan never stressed that to his disciples because the sixth patriarch did. Sixth patriarch says, you have to repent and reform of this thing called arrogance, meaning you're special, you're better than others, and jealous because you're not. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? You're arrogant. You think you're better. You're so special. You're better than anyone else. I was from that temple. We are better. We have the better technology. We have better attainment. We're far better than anyone else. True. That's called, also called, arrogance. Because of that, you stop making progress. So when I started teaching, I said, you are not special. You cannot be arrogant. So now my weakness became that as more and more of my disciples surpass his disciples and surpass each other, it's some are very fast, some are very slow. The ones who are not making progress quickly enough, they fall prey to jealousy. And they say, why does Master favor only that person, not me? I have more seniority. I'm a woman. I mean, I'm a man. All those things. I'm better educated. I'm better looking. I'm taller. And that jealousy there is actually stopping them from developing the wisdom. It's so dangerous. 
And people, you know, now you scheme and say, what did, what did he tell you? What did you do? What did he teach you? But behind that is that I'm so jealous of you. If you like that, you will struggle, my boy. <laughs> I mean, my girl. Yes, Evan. Uh, Master, I just have a quick question. I think English is very specific on jealousy versus envy. Uh, so chat GPT gave me a pretty good answer on the comparison between the two. But the, the summary is that envy is about wanting something someone else has, while jealousy is about the fear of losing something one already has. No. Throw out chat, chat GPT. Chat GPT was programmed by a bunch of programmers who don't understand anything about Chan, and they feed it with junk information about Chan. So this is second time now, or the third time someone fed me answers from Jet GPT about Chan. It's nonsense. This is not about Chan. It's just a definition of the English uh, words. I don't care about the English words. Okay? Yeah. We're talking about jealousy here in the Chan world, in the Buddhist world. Just listen to what I just said about jealousy. It's not about definition. It's what, 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 what you do when you're jealous. <laughs> Who cares how you describe it? I'm describing you what you do when you're jealous. Anyone else? Don't confuse the two. Ordinary, worldly definition really don't matter much at all. And not relevant. That's why. Forget about chat GPT in a child context. It's nonsense. I don't care. I don't care about chat GPT. If there's translation and so forth, that's fine. But in terms of providing answers, it's stupid. But, sorry, it lacks wisdom. Because, because the creators are stupid. If the seeds are, is, is stupid, you will not get good results. You will not get wisdom. If the creator is stupid, you will not. You won't be able to have wisdom. Hmm? That's the bottom line. Doesn't matter how much you feed of, of wise teaching of Master Shenhua, from Bodhidharma, from Six Page Chart, the inner workings, okay? The programming there from a stupid person. It's not going to give you wise answers. It's Bie Chuan. This is individually given to you, transmitted to you, individually tailored to you, one by one. It sounds the same, but it's not. So finally, mm. Master Xinhua, when I learned from Master Xinhua, I was transmitted as part of his uh, entourage, his, uh, his uh, treasure of teaching, is uh, is the... Um, Dharma of what's the opposite of sudden again? Hmm? Gradual. Thank you. Sudden, my mind went blank. 
Maybe I'm too hungry. It's 11.01 already here. That's why. Anyway, so gradual teaching. So it's it's his instruction to me personally, or gradual teaching, and that I found to be very useful because the gradual teaching is geared towards you cultivating by yourself. It takes longer, but you have this methodology for you to to keep on boring it, uh, going at it by yourself. You don't need very little help. You don't need any guidance. Okay? And the process, that's a process with, uh, mm, primarily that process is also with, uh, with uh, the huato. You bore by yourself. Okay? Whereas the six bay chart teaches is certain teaching. Okay? So, Master Xinhua never taught much about certain teaching at all. So that's why now, looking back, I understand now why he, his primarily instructions, instructions were primarily gradual, because now in my generation, we had to cultivate by ourselves. There's no patriarch who says, who can give you certain teaching. None whatsoever. He's in hiding. Okay? Uh, and therefore, therefore, we all, in my generation, we all have to strive by ourselves since our teachers are gone. Okay? Uh, so in a way, I blame Master Shenhua in false advertising to me personally, telling me that his students would teach me. They did not. I'm not happy about this. I feel... Misled. I was misled into thinking so. But actually, I'm glad he misled me. Otherwise, I would not be here. Okay? It's called expedience. Okay? But I will not forgive him. I don't care if it's expedient or not. I just don't forgive and forget that easily. Okay? So anyway, so it turns out to be very, very important for us because it's no person who has wisdom enough to guide us, to give us certain instructions, certain teachings, okay? Mm. But for you, it's different. Uh, for you, it's different. We decide, I decided, if, if for you to go to, to rise, to soar to much, uh, much bigger heights, you have to go to certain teaching. Because I'm here. The certain teaching requires you to hear it from someone, not read it. Okay, so so that's why that's why um, that's why. Honestly, uh, Master Shenhua's teaching is a very found, good foundation, but it's still gradual. But if you want to go higher, you have to go into uh, certain teaching. Okay, and uh, the only real teacher uh, is the six patriarch. He's the best at it. But if you were to read the six patriarch sutra, you don't understand it at all. You you only see the theory, but you don't understand how it's done. Okay, Uh, so uh, because remember, certain teaching has to be given to you by one person, by a person. It's not something you can read. So when Master Six Chat was alive, he was doing, giving certain teaching to all the people who came in contact with him. Okay, and I look back, I came in contact with Master Shen Huar maybe with uh, like 10 times or so. Uh, it's no certain teaching at all. So it's less confusing for me because I had to practice on my own. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we stop here today. Thank you, everyone. Hmm. Uh, let's go to lunch. <laughs>